Hi there, this is Ella Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, January 1st, 2022. Happy New Year to you out there, and thanks for listening to this Key Races and Bets podcast, which is brought to you by Amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com, a great legal online wagering website with great tools and perks for the better, legal for residents of most states and covering most tracks in North America and around the world. Go to Amwager.com for more information. You can also get the written version of this podcast, which is the Key Races and Bets blog, by going to Amwager.com, clicking on How to Bet, and Ella Starr's blog. We're going to start the New Year's Day Key Races and Bets off at Gulfstream with the Limehouse Stakes, Race 7, with a post time of 3.05. Bueno Bueno returns from five months off and one. Two in a row before the rest, the second of the pair on turf and the first on dirt. Both were sprints, and he was on an improving pattern at the time before the rest, which I expect to continue. As a fresh horse, there's little doubt Bueno Bueno is going to be going for the lead from the start under Luis Saez, and that's the key to controlling the pace and winning the race. If Bueno Bueno can't go all the way in front, Concrete Glory has a big shot to earn his fourth career win in his 10th start. It took him a while to get going as he broke his maiden in his fifth start in September, but that was the first of three straight wins by an average of six lengths. He ran poorly in the inaugural stakes at Tampa, a rare rare bad effort for him, but then his most recent start, December 15th, and after earning all three of those previous wins on the front end from start to finish, Concrete Gory relaxed in fifth early, and rolled late to miss, winning just by a head. That race was at this distance, and with Velasquez, Vasquez, I'm sorry, aboard again, this horse certainly can run down Bueno Bueno if that one gets a little tired. Lightning Larry finished second in his last two and three of six, can be used for second in exactus, as can Last Leaf, who moves back to dirt. He hasn't run over since September, Three races back, but did have two wins and a run-up finish in four races before those other three. It's a little slower than the rest. Then Bueno Bueno and Concrete Glory, but he could get second. In the Limehouse Stakes, race seven at Gulfstream on Saturday, January 1st, with a post at 3.05 Eastern. I like Bueno Bueno to win at 9-5 to five or more, and Concrete Glory to win at 3-1 to one or more. And considering Bueno Bueno opens at 7-2 and Concrete Glory at 9-2, to two, this is a great waste in which you should make both bets if they're above the minimum odds and proportion the bets accordingly for the best mathematical edge. And one way to do that is called using a dutching tool. A dutching tool proportions your bets based on the odds. And Amwager has a free one in which you can set the amount you want to bet or the amount you want to win, and your bets are proportioned accordingly to giving you the best edge possible. It's one of many great features at Amwager.com. If you're not already a member, check it out, and if you are, if you don't use a dutching tool, you really should. I use it all the time. For the exacta, we're going to do Bueno Bueno and Concrete Glory over Bueno Bueno, Concrete Glory, Last Leaf, and Lightning Larry. I'm going to move up to Aqueduct for one of the three-year-old, two three-year-old races on the card. One is the Smarty Jones at Oaklawn, which you won't be covering, but this is the Jerome Stakes at Aqueduct, which kicks off the 2022 Road to the Derby. Hagler gets a great outside post for this one-turn mile trip. By the way, this race has a post time of 3.50 Eastern, race 8 at Aqueduct. And from that great 
trip. He appears to be the type who can be on the leader just off the pace from the start, which is an advantage in many ways as he and jockey George Vargas Jr. can wait a few strides to see if another horse wants the lead. At that point, taking up a stalking position, or if no other horse wants the lead, Hagler can take command. That's exactly what he did in his most recent race, December 16th at Aqueduct, where he led from start to finish. Prior to that, October 29th, Hagler stayed in second for the first half a mile before drawing off to win by four and a half so he can stalk, as I said he might do. Both victories came with Vargas Jr. in the saddle, and the first of the two earned an 84 figure, which, if logically improved upon in his third start off a layoff, puts him in range of the best horses in the field. The top figures of the other two main contenders we'll talk about in a second are 02035, a 93 figure, and Cook Creek 89, but Hagler's got an 84 and can improve. Also, Hagler's trained by Rudy Rodriguez, who has a really good 20% win rate, stretching a horse out in distance at Aqueduct over the last two years, and a 38% profit when doing so, and an average payoff of $13. As such, I expect Hagler to win his third in a row and put his name squarely in the road to the Derby with a big effort in the Jerome. 02035 is raced exclusively on turf to date with a record of one win, two seconds, two thirds in six races. His best effort came in his most recent race, November 27th, in the Central Park Stakes, where he rallied to lead with an eighth of a mile to go, battled nose nose to wire, losing by inches at the end. Nevertheless, the 95 figure is the best by any horse in the field and does correlate to dirt. Whether that type of effort is transferable to the dirt does not appear to be a question as his sire is Union Rags. Of course, a really talented colt who won the 2012 Belmont, among other races. Additionally, trainer George Weaver has a very good 5-for-16 record moving a horse from turf to dirt the last year. Kendrick Caramouche rode 02035 for the first time last out and rides him back in Jerome. And at the early pace is hotly contested, he could be good enough to get up in time and win. Cook Creek rounds out the contenders in the Jerome. He's the only horse... With a stakes win, that win came at the same mile trip as this race. He won his debut sprinting easily in September with a 76-figure stretch out to a mile and won the Rocky Run Stakes in October with an 89-figure. Trying much tougher than Nashua in November, Cook Creek was no match for the winner Rockefeller when second the entire length of the stretch, but three lengths cleared a third horse with an 86-figure. And with Manny Franco riding back after getting familiar with him in the Nashua, Cook Creek certainly could win this race with just slight improvement off the Rocky Run. In the Jerome, race 8 at Aqueduct, post 3.50 Eastern on Saturday, January 1st. Hagler's win bet at 2-1 to one or more. I want to play an exacta box of Hagler, 02035 and Cook Creek. And then I want to play a trifecta of Hagler, 02035 and Cook Creek over. Hagler, 02035 and Cook Creek over. Hagler, 02035, Cook Creek. And we'll also add Corvassier and Mr. Jefferson. Add those two more horses, Corvassier and Mr. Jefferson, in third for the trifecta. Now we're going to do Mac Down, do Gulfstream for race nine. This is the Dania Beach Stakes. And this has a post of 4.11 on January 1st. Grand Sonata exit the Central Park on turf at Aqueduct. And only was not was that his best effort in his third career start in spite of finishing fifth. But he could have won the race without trouble in two different points. Grand Sonata was bumped and put in tight shortly after the start. Had his drop back to last of eight early and had all kinds of traffic trouble in the last three sixteenths of a mile, including one behind a wall of horses in the stretch. Although too late to win, he angled out for a clear path and closed sensationally well. And considering he gets a jockey change to Tyler Gaffleone, who was up for his only win right before that, Grand Sonata looks fairly likely to roll by the field late. That is, if no trouble appears, which is always the possibility in a grass race. 
Gingrich hasn't been seen since October when, in the 11-horse field at Keeneland at this mile turf trip, he was visually brilliant as he exploded late to go from 6th to 3rd while 3 right on the turn, then drew off to win by 2.5. He's been working very well on the turf for his return, gets Paco Lopez, and offers great value at 6-1. to one. We'll round out the contenders in the Daniel Beach with Smoke and Tea, who enters the race off a win as well last month on the Aqueduct Grass. He ran as fast with a 95-figure, breaking his maiden as Grand Sonata did when fifth in that stakes, but Grand Sonata, of course, could have run better without trouble, in my opinion. Still, Smoke and T put it all together in his fifth, fourth career start, third on grass, and further improvement to handle the jump in class means he's certainly a contender. The plays in the Dania Beach Stakes race nine at Gulfstream post 411 on Saturday, January 1st are win bets, Grand Sonata 9-5 or more. And I would still absolutely consider Winbet on Gingrich at 3-1 to one or more. And don't forget he opens at 6. And Smoke and Tea on 3-1 to one or more, whichever of the two is the higher odds in your post time. But then again, Grant Sonata is a better pick, so you bet more on him. And one way to do that, considering he'll probably be lower odds, is to use a dutching tool like the one in Amwager to help you maximize value. For the exact, though, we're going to box Grant Sonata, Gingrich, and Smoke and Tea. And then this is very important. These doubles here are going to be big plays for me in the Daniel Beach Race 10 because in Race 10 you have a couple lower odds horses. So this is the way to make money. In Race 9, in the double, going to play Grant Sonata, Gingrich, and Smoke and Tea. And in Race 10, Strike Hard and Graphic Detail. I'm going to play those multiple times. Mucho Macho Stakes is Race 10 at Gulfstream and Leather. New three-year-old race, a uh, newly race for newly turned three-year-olds. The post is 4:42 for race 10 at Gulfstream on January 1st, and Strike Hard has dominated in two of three career starts at this one-turn mile trip at Gulfstream. Finished second in the other. His only bad route came in the two-turn Iroquois when he shipped to Kentucky in September. Junior Alvarado rode him beautifully last month when he began sixth of eight, quickly moved up to lead before drawing off on the wrong lead to win by four lengths. The 92 Equibase speed figure is by far tops in the field, and it wasn't a fluke as he earned a 93 figure winning in August at the mile trip as well at Gulfstream. That being said, graphic detail can win just by showing logical improvement in his second career start. In his debut on November 6th at Belmont at 6 furlongs, this exceptionally well-bred colt showed a lot of maturity as he relaxed in 5th of 6 early, still 3rd and 4 back on the turn, then got up in the final yards to pull away by a half length at the end. Bill Mott is exceptional, of course, at many things. But most importantly for this situation, he's exceptional in moving a horse, a young horse, like a newly turned three-year-old, from maiden to stakes. Bill Mott's 5 for 15 in the last five years with moving a horse from a maiden into a stakes. He knows when these horses are ready to go to stakes. And a number of other of those horses have finished second as well. In spite of these two being standouts, as I said, there may not be a lot of value for win bets because they open it... Uh, Five two to one for strike card and five to two for graphic detail. That's why the doubles from race nine from Grand Sonata, Gingrich, Spoken Tea are so important here for our profit. But I still wouldn't hesitate to make a win bet on whichever one of these two goes to post at eight to five or more. And for the exacta, even though it is a low odds overlay exacta, I would still bet the exacta box of graphic detail and strike cards with one proviso. I would check the will pays using your ADW or TV, and I would bet it if it's paying eight to one or more. If the exacta from graphic detail to strike hard or strike hard to graphic detail is paying eight bucks or more. I think it's a good play for every two dollar bet. So if it's a dollar exact to paying eight bucks, you cost two dollars for the box. Two dollars to get eight is three to one. You're not going to get that for, on either of these, I think, is win bets. And nobody else really looks like a horse that's going to be first or second in this race. If you want to get the written version of this key races and bets 
podcast, which is called the Key Racism Bets blog. Go to amwager.com, A-M-W-A-G-E-R.com. Click on How to Bet and LSTAR's blog. Good luck on New Year's Day. We'll talk to you next week.